I am Danielle Bemsaw. Hello, it's nice to be with you again. I'm Rosemary Okori, and I will bring you Von Scope. Von Scope is a half-hour news magazine. It brings you news, views, comments, and analysis of topical issues from Nigeria and elsewhere around the world. It's coming to you from Voice of Nigeria. You can listen to this broadcast by logging on to www.von.gov.ng. We have all the potentials and we have all that it takes to make Nigeria ride through these turbulent times and put the economy back on a sustainable keel. I think there is a unity of purpose, a determination, the sense of patriotism. Well, do stay tuned for details of this and more stories in the course of the program Von Scope. The headlines. Nigeria's president sets up tripartite economic advisory committee. Senegalese president's opposition rivals reject talks. Ukrainian president insists country will win war. Details of these and many more will be coming up, including economic and sports news, today in history and African proverbs in the course of the program. Do stay with me. I'm Rosemary Okori. Nigeria's president, Bola Tunubu, has reassured Nigerians that economic recovery is on the way as he sets up a tripartite economic presidential advisory committee to tackle economic concerns, food security and national security. In a meeting with heads of industries, businessmen and some members of the Nigerian Governors Forum at the State House in Abuja, President Tunubu expressed his concern for the welfare of citizens and asked the business leaders to join hands with the government and give significant changes to the nation's economy. President Tunubu called for a national self-assessment to identify and jointly rectify policies hindering economic recovery. We are looking for additional efforts that might help the downtrodden Nigerians and we will provide that hope and the assurance that the economic recovery is on its way. The Nigerian leader acknowledged the intricacies in the challenges, uh, challenges rather confronting the nation, hence he underscored the government's commitment to addressing them. The Nigerian presidency has said that Beg your pardon, the Nigerian president has said that the state visit by President Bola Tunubu to Qatar is aimed at strengthening the bilateral economic cooperation between Nigeria and the Qatarian government. The special advisor to the president on information and strategy, Mr. Bayo Ononuga, stated this in a statement made available to State House correspondents on a leaked diplomatic correspondence between the embassy of the state of Qatar and Nigeria's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Ononuga noted the healthy bilateral relationship between both countries, affirming that the state visit by President Tunubu to Qatar is at the invitation of the Emir of Qatar, His Highness Sheikh Tamim bin Hamid al Tani. 
The president's aide, uh, the presidential aide, disclosed uh, that the Nigerian leader will engage in high-level bilateral discussions with the Qatari leader on many crucial matters covering the diplomatic and economic issues. The Nigeria Labour Congress, NLC, says it is going on with its two-day planned nationwide rally and protest slated for Tuesday, 27 and Wednesday, 28 February, despite uh, government's appeal to shelve the action. A statement on Sunday by the president of the NLC, Joe Ajeru said that the reasons for the planned protests, which is said are the current economic hardship, high cost of living and insecurity faced by Nigerians still persists. The Labour Union assured Nigerians that the protest and rally is a peaceful one and called on the government to use its apparatuses to check to use his apparatus to checkmate those who are out to take advantage of the protests to cause havoc. It called on its members and civil society partners to come out en masse to ensure the success of the action. Senegalese uh, opposition presidential candidates have rejected an invitation to join talks with President Macky Sall, says are necessary before a delayed presidential election can be scheduled. On Thursday, Saul promised to step down when his mandate ends on April 2, but said he could not yet set a new date for an election despite pressure to end a three-week electoral crisis that has fueled unrest and fears of democratic backsliding. Is that political parties and civil society first needed to take part in talks scheduled for Monday, today Monday, a day after the presidential vote was originally meant to be held. 16 of the 19 presidential candidates rejected this proposal at a joint press conference in Dakar. Saul said that the postponement was needed due to disputes he warned would undermine the credibility of the polls, but the move provoked widespread domestic and international backlash, with some calling for an attempted institutional coup. Finally, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has vowed that his country would prevail as he marks two years since Russia's full-scale invasion. Joining him in Kiev were the leaders of Italy, Belgium and Canada, as well as the President of the European Commission, Osla van der Leyen, they laid writs at a wall commemorating those who had lost their lives in the war. You're listening to Fonscope, it's uh, half our news magazine. We begin with the presidency where the Nigerian president, Bola Tunubu, has set up an economic advisory committee to provide additional efforts in stabilizing the economy and ensuring the best economic future for Nigerians. Speaking at the meeting, which comprised representatives of the federal government, subnationals and the private sector in Abuja, the nation's capital, President Tunubu said the committee is to tackle current economic challenges confronting the nation. State House correspondent Timmy Tokwe Mustafa filed in this report. 
In a meeting with heads of industries and Nigerian top businessmen, as well as some members of the Nigerian governor's firm at the State House on Sunday evening in Abuja, President Tinubu expressed his concerns for the welfare of Nigerians and tasked the business leaders to join hands with the government and give significant changes to the Nigerian economy, emphasizing the importance of serving the people. The Nigerian leader called for a national self-assessment to identify and jointly rectify policies hindering economic recovery. Efforts that might help the downtrodden Nigerians and who will provide that hope and the assurance that the economic recovery is on its way. We are not saying that we have all the answers, but we will not be blamed for not to try. Speaking on the outcome of the meeting, the chairman of Dangote Foundation, Aliko Dangote, disclosed that the discussions of the meeting focused primarily on the economy, food security, and national security. We are hopeful and we are a great nation. We have what it takes to turn around the economy and we are going to do that. Also speaking, Anabra State Governor Charles Soludo said that the tripartite presidential adversary meeting conveyed by the president unites all stakeholders to collectively face Nigeria's economic challenges. We have all the potentials and we have all that it takes to make Nigeria ride through these turbulent times and put the economy back on a sustainable keel. I think there is a unity of purpose, a determination, the sense of patriotism. The newly established Economic Presidential Advisory Committee is saddled with the responsibility of addressing several issues, which includes job creation and food security. Members of the committee include... Aliko Dangote, Femi Otedola, Abdusamad Robiu, Amina Meina, Boye Olusanya, Shegun Ajayi Kadere, Tony Elumelu, Bismarck Rewani, Governor Dapwa Biodo of Ogun State, Governor Charles Soludo of Anambra State, amongst many others. For Voice of Nigeria, Temitokwe Mustafa reporting. Meanwhile, the Lagos State Governor in southwest of Nigeria, Mr. Babajide Songwulu, has conducted the final test run of the new trains for the Red Line project. Hoped to be commissioned by President Bola Tunubu on Thursday, the Red Line Rail project, which started in April 15, 2021, will run from Agbado in Ogun State to Uyingbu in Lagos and Governor Songulu has assured residents that the 37-kilometer rail will change the state of transportation in the state. Speaking with journalists after the tour, Songulu said that his government had resolved to continue to enforce compliance to ensure safety on the rail tracks while urging residents to desist from turning those tracks to commercial spots. It's the challenge around pedestrian on the track and the kind of and the kind of wrong things we saw on those tracks. So you've seen that we continue to do the enforcement. We will continue to do fiscal barricades on those lines, working with NRC. Um, but but the message here is really for our citizens and people that are living virtually on the track that a track is not a place of residence and it's not a place for people to stay. So that is a major challenge that we've we've reduced it considerably in the last one two months, but will not stop. You know, other than that, I think. The stations are ready, the trains are ready. I'm sure the gentlemen of the press are ready, and I'm sure Nigerians are ready. Uh, the voice there of the Lagos State Governor 
Songulu, Babajide Songulu, and still on uh, ways to move the economy forward as the Monetary Policy Committee of the Central Bank of Nigeria holds its inaugural meeting. Nigerians and the business world expect critical decisions that will address the country's economic challenges. The decisions will be taken amid rising inflation energy prices, increase in the cost of transportation and falling naira. Voice of Nigeria's correspondent Elizabeth Christopher reports that analysts said the committee must consider domestic and global headwinds to determine appropriate policy stance. Addressing naira instability and inflation, which currently stands at 29.9%, is expected to be the major focus of the Monetary Policy Committee meeting. The meeting is the first under the current governor of the Apex Bank, Mr. Olayemi Kadoso. The CBN governor had assured Nigerians that he would refocus the Apex Bank to achieve the bank's mandate. As the Monetary Authority, we are taking measured and deliberate steps to send the right signals to the market and achieve our mandate. The President Association of Capital Markets Academics of Nigeria, Professor Uche Uwaleke, expects that the committee will adopt a new approach to rein in inflation and improve access to credit. My recommendation is that the student governor should work hand in hand with the finance minister and coordinating minister for the economy to rein inflation. In a related development, the Chief Executive Officer, SD and D Capital Limited, Mr. Gbadebo Idakolo, urged the committee to look at other factors contributing to economic challenges in arriving at its decisions. Inflation does not stand alone by one policy alone. It has to do with economic activities in the country. I do not believe that this new CPN team will want to uh, raise the NPR and uh, most likely they might not want to reduce it. Or probably they could maintain a hold on the present uh, NPR. Uh, if that happens, then it gives them time to be able to look and study the economy more to ensure that uh, the right steps will be taken going forward. As the monetary and fiscal authorities find solutions to the economic challenges of Nigeria, economists say there must be targeted intervention to reflect the economy and deliberate policies to support growth and productivity. For Voice of Nigeria, I am Elizabeth Christopher reporting. The Forum of Retired Federal Directors of Nigeria has commended Mr. Clement Jimbo for championing the plights of Nigerian retirees. The group gave the commendation during a courtesy call on the lawmaker in Abuja. The forum said that the motion on Pension Act amendments moved on the floor of the House by lawmakers would go a long way in addressing the challenges retirees face. Correspondent Gloria Essien has more. Led by its chairman, Technical Committee, Mr. Ntufan Okwaeta, the forum said that the move to amend the 2014 Pension Act to enable public and private retirees choose their mode of contributory pension was a noble idea. Mr. Eta noted that they were happy to see a lawmaker that is passionate about the welfare of senior citizens and praise him for being magnanimous to sponsor such a life-cheerful motion to address the abnormalities in the 2014 Pension Act. He 
driver appealed to the House of Representatives that while amending the 2014 Pension Act, it should reflect the current economic situation in Nigeria. He, however, decried the stagnant payment system for retirees who are on the contributory pension scheme. The worst of all is that if you retired in 2014, 10 years ago, you are earning that 100,000 till death. Those of us in our contributory pension, if you were earning 100,000 in 2018, are you earning 100,000 in 2024 now? I can assure you 100,000 in 2018 is less than 50,000 now in terms of value. That is what is happening. That's why we are so grateful to you for what you are doing. And we believe that with the help of God, you are going to succeed. The advisor to the forum, Mr. Peter Dama, commended the lawmaker for the ability to think out of the box. He harped on the fact that pension of retirees on contributory pension scheme needs to be reviewed. The purpose of these teams meeting with you, sir, is to therefore open up communication with you as champion of the process as well as relevant committee of the house on the subject matter to enable the forum to contribute to its ideas towards the amendment of the law. In his response, Honorable Clement Jimbo said that he was worried by the injustice meted on pensioners by the pension fund administrators. Hence the reason he called for the amendment of the Pension Act for proper management. He reiterated that the law when amended will also provide options of saving for retirees to enable them choose if they will save with the pension fund administrators or save individually. The lawmaker assured the pensioners of elevation and escalation of the motion for speedy passage. Uh, they may not know the seriousness of what the policy they make do to the people that this policy are meant for. So it is the House of Representatives and, of course, the Houses of Assembly across our respective states, their responsibility to amplify these abnormalities, gaps that exist, and even the laws that we make. Recall that the member representing Abak Itmekbo Ika Federal Constituency in Akwaibom State in the Nigerian House of Representatives, Honorable Clement Jimbo, had moved a motion seeking the amendment of the 2014 pension scheme on the floor of the House during one of the plenary. From the National Assembly, Gloria Sen reporting for Voice of Nigeria. And moving on to politics, the Edo State Deputy Governor in Southern Nigeria, Mr. Philip, uh, Philip Shwaibu, says intimidation and harassment will not change his resolve in the pursuit of his political ambition in the forthcoming Edo election. The deputy governor who disclosed this in Abuja, the nation's capital, also warned his party, the People's Democratic Party, PDP, to stick with him or face the prospects of losing the September election. The deputy governor also said that elections uh, were about contesting that uh, the other primary uh, that produced Mr. Aswe Igodalu as his candidate disenfranchise 381 delegates. We have legacy coalition, and the leader of the legacy coalition is Danobi. So we are working together, coalition. So we are all together in this, and I can tell you that we are resolved. We had our elections, and by the grace of God, Abel March as the candidate of uh, the People's Democratic Party in Edo State. It's not without a fight. You know what is very critical and very important that INET forbids is when you exclude people from uh, elections. 
And the voice there of uh, Mr. Philip Shwaibu, the Edo State Deputy Governor in southern Nigeria. A non-governmental organization in Nigeria known as the International Institute of Islamic Thought has advocated for a hybrid rehabilitation model for the treatment of people with substance use disorder. At a seminar in Kano State, northwest Nigeria, the NGO brought together some stakeholders in the fight against drug abuse and provided alternative psychotherapy as a solution. Correspondent Salihu Ali has the details. Drug use and substance abuse has been identified as one of the major problems affecting communities, aiding and abating crimes such as armed robbery, political thuggery, banditry and insurgency. Experts say it is majorly being consumed by youths and nowadays women. The United Nations Office on Drugs and Crimes had said that the number of substance abuse disorders in Nigeria is alarming. In a research, the executive director Al-Mustakbal Rehabilitation and Psychotherapy Clinic in Kano, Dr. Idris Silas Urogo, explored the current state of drug abuse in Kano State, stressing the need to put proper mechanism and workable solutions in place to nip the growing incidences of substance use in Kano and Nigeria as a whole. He met the presentation at a seminar organized by the International Institute of Islamic Thought, Nigeria. Part of the recommendation we made is we need additional rehabilitation centers. Kano State Governments will establish at least three additional rehabilitation centers that will reduce the problem. And also we need to revisit family institutions. Our family institutions are no longer in tandem with the realities of modern life. And there is the need of us to revamp our moral system. Also speaking, Commander National Drug Laws Enforcement Agency, NDLEA, Kano State, Abubakar Idris, represented by Chief Superintendent Narcotics, Sani Musak Bagori, expressed satisfaction with the rehabilitation model, saying it will go a long way in the fight against drug abuse in the country. This uh, hybrid rehabilitation model is a model that combines both the Western, the traditional, at the same time the Islamic perspective. It's a really good combination that will take us far in terms of drug awareness and the uh, problem of uh, drug abuse in the country. The National Coordinator, International Institute of Islamic Thought, Nigeria, Saidu Ahmadou Kawa, explains that the NGO is determined to provide reliable solutions to drug use problem, calling for all hands to be on deck to achieve success. Other stakeholders who spoke advocated for moral value and cultural reorientation within the family system as a means of curtailing peer group pressure. From Kano, Salihu Ali, Voice of Nigeria. Just to listening to Von Scope, it's uh, half our news magazine. And we bring you economic stories now as presented by Florence Adidi. Thank you. This is Economic News. Nigeria's government says smallholder farmers remain the backbone of the country's agricultural sector as it contributes significantly to national prosperity. The Permanent Secretary, Federal Ministry of Agriculture and Food Security, Mr. Temitokwe Fadishemi, made this submission at a training and empowerment of about 250 farmers under the National Poverty Reduction and Growth Strategy Program in Abuja, Nigeria. The farmers who crop, poultry and fish farmers received sprayers, pesticides, quality maize, rice, vegetable seeds, fish feeds and poultry feeds. 
Mr. Fadi Shemi, who identified empowerment of verified and validated farmers under the National Poverty Reduction and Growth Strategy Program as a crucial initiative charged participating farmers to see their role as paramount in shaping the trajectory of the nation's agricultural success. Earlier, the head of Horticulture, Ministry of Agriculture and Food Security, Dr. Diola Lord Banju, said the input would boost the productivity of farmers. Nigeria's government has been called upon to encourage farmers to practice mechanized farming in order to arrest the present food insecurity challenge in the country. Chief Economist at ARC Economist and Delta Limited, Dr. Samson Simon, while discussing the deficiencies in the country's economic growth and how insecurity affects Nigeria's agriculture, said the authorities need to act fast to make the country's situation conducive for not only foreign investors, but also for domestic investors. Dr. Simon also said Nigeria has grown to the extent that subsistence farming can no longer sustain the teeming population of the country today. I know the Nigerian authorities for a while now have been insisting that everybody should go to the farm. They want everybody to be a farmer. But we have been that it has not been yielding the results that we desire. So what is actually needed is people should graduate from subsistence farming to mechanized farming. And that ends the economic news. Thank you for listening. My name is Florence Adidi. And Othniel Kanis is standing by with a sports update. We get from the Nigeria Premier Football League where a breeze from Ibrahim Yuga as well as other goals from Captain Rabiu Ali Awalu Ali and Mustafa Umar saw former champions Kanupilas hand visiting Sunshine Stars a heavy five round defeat at the Sani Abacha Stadium on Sunday. The host wasted no time in the Magic 21 encounter taking the lead as early as five minutes and we were already three up by half time. Yuga completed his brace in the 52nd minute and Umar added the fifth three minutes later before promised our Sami scored Sunshine Stars' consolation goal in the 81st minute. Without a win in their last five games, Sunshine Stars now find themselves in the relegation zone with 23 points from 21 matches. In Eket, Aqua United struggles in the relegation zone continued as they lost one nil at home against Bayelsa United. Second half substitute Elfem Enyong scored the only goal of the game in the 77th minute and they were reduced to 10 men in stoppage time after the sending up of Olua Shegun Adekunle for a second bookable offence. Thanks to a second half goal by Kumar Gasul, Lobby Stars defeated bottom place Hartland 1-0 in Lafia to extend their lead provisionally on the table to three points. At the Pantami Stadium, Gombe United won their first game in five matches with a 2-0 win over Sporting Lagos just as Niger Tornadoes beat Abia Warriors by one goal to nil. The only stalemate recorded on Sunday saw 3 lc first play to United to a goalless draw at the New Jersey Stadium. And moving away from the MPFL, three goals in three minutes from Edem Ekerete, Alex Oyuwa, and Farouk Mohamed ensured Nigeria's lone representative on the continent, Rivers United, stayed alive in the CAF Confederations Cup as they ran out with a 3-2 win over Academica Lubito in Angola. Rivers United were down by a goal in the 37th minute, no thanks to a penalty from Leonardo Isola before Ekerete leveled matters three minutes later. The Pride of Rivers got their own penalty in the 44th minute, and Oyuwa made no mistake to give them a 2-1 lead into the break. Mohamed added the third for Rivers three minutes after the restart, and that was enough cushion to prevent a late rally from the host, who pulled one back in the 67th minute through Fernando Kamwaga. Rivers United will now have to beat Dreams FC of Ghana at home in their last group game to stand any chance of reaching the knockout rounds. And that's the sports news. I am Othniel Kanis. And from it, we bring you those events that happened on this day in history. 
Here is today in history for 26th February 2024. On this day in 1910, Mahatma Gandhi supported the African People's Organization resolution to declare the Prince of Wales Day of Arrival in South Africa a day of mourning in protest against South Africa's disenfranchisement of Indians, Coloreds and Africans. Also on this day in 1921, United Soviet Socialist Republic, USSR, signed treaties respecting the integrity of Persia and of Afghanistan. And finally, on this day in 2009, United States drug giant Pfizer agreed to settle a multi-billion dollar damages case with 200 alleged victims of a drugs trial in Kano State in northwest Nigeria. And those were some events that happened on this day in history. I am Margaret Ibishi. Well, as we coast to the end of one scoop for today, we share with you an African proverb. And it says, when you pray, move your feet. Uh, the meaning, don't stay idle because you have prayed. Work, do something. And with that, we come very close to the end of Von School. But just before we go, a look again at the major stories on the program. Nigeria's President Bola Tunubu has reassured Nigerians that economic recovery is on the way as he sets up a tripartite economic presidential advisory committee to tackle economic concerns, food security and national security. Senegalese opposition presidential candidates have rejected an in invitation to join talks uh, that President Saw says unnecessary before a delayed presidential election can be scheduled. And Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has vowed that his country will win the this war with Russia as he marks uh, two years of the Russian invasion. And with that, we come... To the end of one scoop. Just before we go, you can listen to Voice of Nigeria by logging on to www.von.gov.ng. You could also send us your comments or observations, and this you can do uh, via these addresses EnglishVon at yahoo.com or VO Nigeria 8888. Beg your pardon, VO Nigeria. 880 at gmail.com. The program was produced by Zainat Abubakar. I'm Rosemary Okori. From the center of unity, Abuja, to the shores of the Atlantic Ocean, Lagos, this is Voice of Nigeria. It's great to have you on board for this week's edition of our regular program, Beyond Bullets, Roadmap to Peace. It's a program that keeps you up to date with progress being made on the war against insurgency by the Nigerian armed forces as they make the ultimate sacrifice to put an end to the menace of Boko Haram in the Northeast and other conflict or flashpoints in Nigeria. 
Here's a look at what's coming up. Troops recovered over 587 assorted weapons. For more details on that, do stay with us. Also coming your way. But in so far, we continue to hide inside the bush, tearing our pipelines. We will not allow you to see peace. The Nigerian Armed Forces has been making great strides to ensure that insurgency comes to an end in the country as they urge Nigerians to be united and give them the necessary support. Stay put for details of these stories and other security updates coming your way on the program Beyond Bullets, Roadmap to Peace. Remember to join us via www.von.gov.ng or www.afnradio.com. Or for a better online experience, log on to www.mixlr.com slash afnradio. We're also loud and clear via the Voice of Nigeria mobile app, as well as TuneIn Radio, Simple Radio, Radio Garden, via your preferred app store. You can also follow up on What's Trending via VAR Newscast on Facebook. Facebook, Far News One on Instagram, and X. And our X handle is at Voice of Nigeria. I'm Angela Agwegi, your guide on today's program. Stay with us. First up, we've got the news tidbits from the front lines in the northeast and other parts of the country. Here's Rebecca Yunusa Avia. Here are the news tidbits from the front line. Troops of the Nigerian Army operating in one division have neutralized insurgents and recovered more firearms and ammunition in encounters with insurgents in the general area of Igabi, Giwa, and Burningwari local government areas of Kaduna State. The troops, in response to recent insurgents, attacks against civilians in Igabi and Giwa local governments, projected ongoing operations to flush out the insurgents from the areas and bring succor to the people. In a statement, the Director of Army Public Relations, Major General Wanye Maunwachiku, said that the troops, while on a fighting patrol along Maganda Dausei Mugaba axis, came under fire from insurgents who employed rustled heads of cattle as shield while they engaged the troops with direct fire. The insurgents, whose number could not be ascertained, fired several shots at the troops from the cover of the herds of livestock, prompting immediate response from troops. In a separate operation conducted by troops of one division of the Nigerian army have successfully ambushed Maraudin insurgents along the Bada-Riawa axis of the kaduna Brenangwari road. In the encounter, troops neutralized six insurgents and recovered two AK-47 rifles, five AK-47 rifle magazines, 300 rounds of 7.62mm special ammunition, and 19 motorcycles which were destroyed. Intelligence sources are reporting that the notorious Bandit Kingpin Bodery, who orchestrated many high-profile kidnapping, including the Yauri School Girls, Greenfield University, and Nigerian Defense Academy attacks, was killed alongside another Kingpin, Bodejo, in the ambush. Efforts are ongoing to authenticate this using other means. The Nigerian Army therefore called on members of the public to continue to cooperate with the Nigerian Army and other security agencies in the ongoing war against terrorism and insurgency. 
illegally in the country. Similarly, troops of Operation Hader and Daji have neutralized 58 terrorists, arrested five terrorists, and rescued 76 kidnapped hostages in northwest Nigeria. The Director of Defense Media Operations, Major General Edward Buba, made this known while briefing journalists on ongoing military operations in different parts of the country in Abuja, Nigeria's capital. General Buba said that troops also recovered 29 AK-47 rifles, 17 locally fabricated guns, 524 rounds of 7.62mm special, 343 rounds of 7.62mm NATO, and 56 rounds of 9mm amongst other items. Troops of Operation Well Punch neutralized 93 insurgents, arrested 32 violent extremist terrorists, and rescued 14 kidnapped hostages in northwest Nigeria. The Director of Defense Media Operations, Major General Edward Buba, said also that troops recovered 55 AK-47 rifles, 47 locally fabricated guns, 7 Dane guns, 1.127 rounds of 7.62mm special ammo, 411 rounds of 7 mm NATO amongst other items. According to him, troops ambushed violent terrorists in Chikun and Kachia local government area of Kaduna State. Thereafter, troops intercepted released kidnapped victims in Kachia local government area of Kaduna State. He noted that following interrupt on presence of a kidnapping syndicate, appomating a new kidnapper's kingpin, Alhaji Lawal, enclave in Chikun local government area of Kaduna State, the air component of of Operation Well Punch conducted air interdiction. The location was observed to be active with violent extremist kidnappers activities and was attacked with rockets. Battle damage assessment revealed that the violent extremist Kingping and several of his foot soldiers were neutralized with their structures destroyed. The military is wasting no time and sparing any effort to ensure security and safety of citizens across the country. In another development, the Nigerian Air Force, NAV, and the Nigerian Airspace Management Agency, NAMA, have reiterated their commitment to seek innovative ways and solutions to enhance their collaborations efforts at Sipgad and the Nigerian Airspace. This was made known when the Managing Director of NAMA, Umar Farouk, led a delegation to interface with the Chief of the Air Staff, Air Marshal Hassan Abubakar, and his team in NAV headquarters, Abuja. In the interface, Engineer Farouk said the crucial role of NAMA is safeguarding the nation's airspace while also appreciating the existing cooperation between both organizations on various fronts. In his response, the chief of the air staff, CAS, Air Marshal Hassan Abubakar, recounted the long-existing cordial relationship that has continued to foster between the two organizations, which he noted has enhanced the security of Nigeria's airspace. According to the CAS, our collaboration can reach new heights and our combined efforts can lead to even safer and secure skies in our beloved country. We must therefore maintain this trajectory and seek better avenues to enhance our collaboration. He then assured Farouk of NAV's commitment to solidify and strengthen the existing relationship between NAMA and the NAV. And that was the news tidbits. I am Rebecca Yunusa Avia. Thanks for joining us on the program. You're listening to Beyond Bullets, Roadmap to Peace. 
President Bolak Mentenubu has met with former head of state General Yakubu Gowon, retired, at the presidential villa in Nigeria's capital city, Abuja, where issues bordering on the crises in the West African regional bloc, the economic community of West African states, ECOWAS, were discussed, with the first chairman of the ECOWAS in 1975 when it was created. Addressing State House correspondents after the meeting, General Gowan said he had robust discussions with President Tinubu as he clarified the rumors of him being a stumbling block in the ECOWAS's moves to resolve the recent crises in the region. General Gowan stated that misinformation about his role on the regional crises had been addressed. That is not the case, I think. There was a mixed communication somewhere, but I think it gave the opportunity for Mr. President then to call me and so that we can discuss. And what I was to do at uh, that ECOWAS meeting was part of the discussion that we had. So that has been done and and solved. And I hope that uh, we can probably be able to have that uh, message done uh, later on today at the ECOWAS uh, headquarters. That was General Yakubu Gowan retired, speaking on ongoing efforts to restore brotherly relations in the ECOWAS. Still on the ECOWAS, the ECOWAS Authority of Heads of State and Government, as well as leaders of Burkina Faso, Mali and Niger, have been urged to put aside their differences and reunite for the peace, stability and prosperity of the region. General Yakubu Gowan, former head of state in Nigeria and only surviving founding leader of the ECOWAS, made the call in Nigeria's capital city, Abuja, while briefing the media on an open letter written to leaders on the situation in the region. The former Nigerian leader expressed sadness that the ECOWAS is threatened with disunity, following the announcement by Burkina Faso, Mali and Niger to leave the community. He appealed to the leaders to consider the implementation of the following recommendations submitted to the ECOWAS Commission in resolving the issues. I call on all West African leaders to immediately consider the implementation of the following. Lifting of all sanctions that have been imposed on Burkina Faso, Guinea, Mali and Niger. The participation of all 15 ECOWAS heads of state in a summit to discuss the future of the community, regional security and stability, as well as the role of the international community given the current geopolitical context. General Gowan reiterated to the regional leaders that the ECOWAS is more than a coalition of states, as it's a community established for the good of the people based on shared history, culture and tradition. Nigeria's former chief of army staff, Lieutenant General Tukur Boratai, retired, has identified culture and tradition as viable tools for promoting national security and unity, while emphasizing that none of the country's cultures recognizes banditry or terrorism. Lieutenant General Boratai, a former Nigerian ambassador to Benin Republic, was speaking at the army headquarters garrison at the West African Social Activities, WASA 2023, held at the Mogadishu Cantonment in Nigeria. Nigeria's capital, Abuja. Voice of Nigeria defense correspondent, Nokai Origin, who witnessed the event, filed in this report. The West Africa Social Activities WASA is an annual event aimed at sustaining unity in the barracks, promoting cultural awareness and sensitivity, and an avenue for personnel and their families to interact in a relaxed atmosphere.
addressing the gathering. The former Chief of Army Staff, Lieutenant General Tukur Brotai, who was the special guest of honor at the event, said there is no place that the cultural diversity of Nigeria is more represented like the Nigerian military. He said as the Nigerian Army and sister agencies tackle the security challenges in the country through the kinetic and non-kinetic approaches, culture and tradition play a great role in bridging the gap of understanding between the communities and the military in their operations. The recognition and celebration of our cultural diversity and its richness by the Nigerian military has allowed the institution to stand tall over the years and to succeed at promoting the unity and corporate existence of our dear country. The Chief of Army Staff, Lieutenant General Tariq Lagwaja, said Wasa event has sustained unity in diversity, foster education and acceptability across barracks and cantonments of the Nigerian Army. According to the Army Chief, culture defines way of life and the awareness of cultural sensitivity and uniqueness helps the troops in the planning and execution of operations across the country. Wasa, one way or the other, makes all these cultural integrations possible and foster harmonious living in our units and formations. I believe this was why the colonial founding fathers of the West African Frontier Force from which the Nigerian Army emerged employed events such as WASA to strengthen social cohesion amongst personnel and their families. The Nigerian Army has remained relentless in not only catching up with the fast-paced evolution of these security threats, but to even be steps ahead of it. While admitting that the myriad of security challenges facing the country are constantly mutating, he stressed that the Nigerian Army and sister services have worked assiduously to ensure threats to national security are contained amidst daunting challenges. The Commander Army Headquarters Garrison Major General Koko Isono said WASA is part of appreciation of personnel performances in the outgoing year as the garrison performed well in the year 2023. The Army Headquarters Garrison was 2023 featured various cultural dances and displays from different parts of Nigeria as well as inter-agencies tug of war, suya competition and the lighting of the bonfire. From the Mogadishu cantonment in Abuja, Nigeria's capital, I am Naki Origin, reporting for Voice of Nigeria. In furtherance to the fight against all forms of insecurity, Nigerian troops have neutralized 286 and arrested 244 terrorists in various parts of the country. The Director of Defense Media Operations, Major General Edward Buba, said this while briefing journalists on ongoing military operations across the country in Nigeria's capital, Abuja. General Buba said that troops also arrested 83 perpetrators of world theft and rescued 122 kidnapped hostages. Voice of Nigeria defense correspondent Martha Obi was at the briefing and tells us more in this report. The armed forces of Nigeria will continue to take necessary measures to ensure a secured and safer environment for citizens. The Director of Defense Media Operations, Major General Edward Buba, who made this known, said that in the south-south region of the country, troops denied the oil theft of the estimated sum of $2,565,479,720 naira only. Furthermore, troops recovered 
over 587 assorted weapons and over 7,900 assorted ammunition during the week under review. According to him, troops of Operation Harding K neutralized 70 terrorists, arrested 31 Boko Haram terrorists, and rescued 27 kidnapped hostages in Yobe State, Northeast Nigeria. Battle damage assessment has revealed that terrorists were neutralized and their logistics bases destroyed as a result of the interdiction. Similarly, troops of Operation Safe Heaven neutralized five insurgents, arrested 56 violent extremists, and rescued five kidnapped hostages in North Central Nigeria. Additionally, troops arrested the kingpin of a violent extremist and notorious kidnap squad in Mangu, local government area of Plateau State. The director said that troops of Operation Udoka neutralized 39 insurgents and arrested 10 violent extremists in southeast of the country. According to him, troops recovered 17 pump action guns and 236 rounds of 7.62 special ammunition, amongst other items. Furthermore, troops arrested violent and their kidnapped cohorts in Obuwa and Insuka local government areas of Imo and Anambra states, respectively. He added that the time is right for patriotic and well-meaning citizens to contribute alternative ideas on ways to make a difference in turning the security challenges around. Meanwhile, collaborative effort is essential at this time. One people, one nation, and one destiny. In defense headquarters, Abuja. This is Martha Obi reporting for Voice of Nigeria. In the Niger Delta region, 14 illegal refineries have been uncovered at a site in Ataba Island of River Strait, southern Nigeria, by the Joint Task Force. Operation Delta Safe, in partnership with personnel of Pipeline Infrastructure Nigeria Limited. The new Joint Operations Commander, Rear Admiral John Okiki, who was on site for inspection, warned crude oil criminals to disease from the act or face the law. We have reduced the quantity that would have been pifed from our pipeline. And uh, what is potent for the task force that it shows that we are sustaining what my predecessor did. When you do legitimate business, you don't have business coming to the bush. And uh, of course, the Nigerian Navy will always support your business. But insofar you continue to hide inside the bush, tearing our pipelines, we will not allow you to see peace. That was Rear Admiral John Okeke, the new Joint Operations Commander in the Niger Delta region. You're listening to Beyond Bullets, Roadmap to Peace. And the Defense Intelligence Agency has this important message for Nigerians. Stand by and stand for our gallant armed forces every time. Let us join them and stick together as one, irrespective of our misunderstanding. Nigeria belongs to all of us. Let us be sensitive. That message was from the Defense Intelligence Agency in support of the fight against insecurity by the Nigerian Armed Forces. Thank you for staying with us as we continue with the program Beyond Bullets, Roadmap to Peace. There's no hiding place for criminals. As police paraded suspects in Nigeria's Federal Capital Territory, FCT Abuja, the Commissioner of Police of the FCT, Bennett Igwe, disclosed this in the capital. CP Igwe said the two ladies arrested are part of syndicates, informants, and logistics suppliers to criminals in the Federal Capital Territory. 
When you see them, you will not suspect them. They will come and buy things for them. You will not suspect them because they are girls. That is their work. So they are part of the kidnapping group. They used to come in from Katana to do the act. Today, you see, this is the leader. This is what happened. So the law has caught up with him. This is one of the other kidnappings that do it. Look at the answer they used to collect from them. According to the Commissioner of Police, CP Igwe, the arrest was as a result of coordinated efforts by the Anti-Kidnap Command Unit based on credible intelligence. They are the group that kidnapped Joshua Eze and the Blessing Eze, the one that happened in uh, Ido area. They are the group who have also arrested them. I want to say that it is not business as usual in crime in FCT, and it will not be. I just told you people that I am back and we are going to hit the ground running. In addition, the Commissioner of Police of the FCT, CP Bennett Igwe, said that the force is using new strategies to curb insecurity, adding that special operations are ongoing in Nigeria's federal capital territory. I'm using a lot of strategies by the grace of God. I know I have a lot of intelligence at my disposal and because I know the route and uh, I am blocking the routes and uh, that's what peace is, has come back to FCT. I apply a lot of strategies. I have already told them that I have four-point agenda and they know that the four-point agenda must work. That was Bennett Igwe, the Commissioner of Police for the FCT. You're listening to Beyond Bullets. Roadmap to Peace, coming to you from Voice of Nigeria and also broadcast on Armed Forces Radio 107.7 FM in Abuja, Nigeria's capital territory, as well as Radio Hattenkai in Maiduguri, the Borno State capital in Nigeria. Remember, dear listener, you can listen to this broadcast and follow up on news updates when it comes to security by downloading the Voice of Nigeria mobile app or locating us to stream via Radio Garden. Tune in radio or simple radio applications on any of your smart gadgets. In the words of Mother Teresa, if we have no peace, it's because we've forgotten that we belong to each other. Now let's listen to this song entitled Song for Peace in Nigeria. Woke up to an eerie morning, no children playing. No sounds of greetings, one neighbor to another. Oh, it's quiet and gloomy. Please don't live here no more. No more. Can't believe how much we've hurt each other. Believe the damage we've done. Brothers hurting brothers, neighbor harming neighbor. Children grieving for their parents, hacked down before their time. Oh, 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 oh. I can't go out, I don't know who to trust. Fear is just beyond the rough of the With peace and understanding, we can definitely work out all of our differences. And it only makes sense that every year we dedicate a specific day to talk about this. 
February 23 every year, we observe World Peace and Understanding Day, a day to promote harmony and goodwill among individuals from different religions, cultures, and geography. People across the globe celebrate World Peace and Understanding Day as a day for all of us to lend our voices to reminding us that understanding is important, and it's something that we should observe on a daily basis. Now that song features a Nigerian all-star ensemble. The song is part of the Neighbor to Neighbor Peace Project album, written by Steve Gukas and produced by Waleoni and Jeremiah Gang. Remember, you can also join other Nigerians to reject terrorism worldwide and foster peace and understanding. The Catholic Bishops Conference of Nigeria (CBCN) has called on the government to, t- to take urgent steps in rescuing the country from economic hardship and insecurity. The president of the Catholic Bishops Conference of Nigeria, Archbishop Lucius Ugoji, said that the security situation had become quite alarming to the extent that schools and businesses are shutting down. He advised that urgent measures be put in place to handle the current situation in the country. Families have lost their ancestral lands to armed invaders and land grabbers. The social and economic lives of communities have been paralyzed on account of insecurity. Schools have been shut down and children can no longer continue with their education. That was Archbishop Lucius Ugoji, the president of the Catholic Bishops' Conference of Nigeria. Nigerians unite against terrorism. If you see something, you must say something. It's for the peace of the country, as it will lead to unity and accelerated development. Let's support the Nigerian armed forces in the fight against insurgency by providing them with necessary information to bring insurgency to a complete end in the country. Nigeria is for all of us, irrespective of our diverse religious beliefs, ethnicity, or political affiliation. We must unite to move Nigeria forward. Well, it's here that we bid you farewell from today's edition of the program, Beyond Bullets, Roadmap to Peace. We encourage you to join us again at the same time next week, same frequency, for another edition of the program. Beyond Bullets is a joint production of Voice of Nigeria and the Nigerian military. We look forward to reading comments, contributions or questions on today's edition. And you can reach us by contacting us on www.von.gov.ng or www.afnradio.com or log on to www.mixlr.com slash afnradio. Remember, you can stream by accessing us on Simple Radio, Radio Garden, and TuneIn Radio applications. Don't forget to follow live news updates on what's happening with security and much more by logging on to www.von.gov.ng. Beyond Bullets Roadmap to Peace was produced by Martha Ubi. The sound engineer has been Sunday Adishino. And my name is Angela Agwigi. Saying a big thank you on behalf of the entire production team for joining us on today's edition. Keep on supporting the Nigerian Armed Forces so they can win this war and restore lasting peace to Nigeria. Bye for now. No country makes progress when terror reigns. Our armed forces are doing their part, fighting to end terrorism and keep us safe. They are trying to win the war, but you.
When anyone tells you to join in promoting terror, tell them no. It does no one any good. It is terrorism. Don't confuse it. Don't let anyone deceive you. The sooner we end terrorism, the sooner the men, women, and children affected can get back to their lives, and the sooner we can get on with building a new Nigeria. We can do this with your help. Hey, be vigilant. If you suspect something, say something. From the center of unity, Abuja, to the shores of the Atlantic Ocean, Lagos, this is Voice of Nigeria. You're listening to the English Service of Voice of Nigeria, broadcasting on www.gov.ng and on 7255 kilohertz in a 41 meter band to Western Central Africa, and on Simple Radio, TuneIn Radio, Radio Garden, and the Vaughn mobile app. The time now is 9 hours GMT, 10 a.m. local time, and time for the hourly news. My name is Danielle Bemsar. <laughs> 